So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on merchandise. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is Matt Pad with Will Wilkins. And welcome, everybody, another edition of NetHeads. Yes, we are your April's Fools. And that's the most you're ever going to get out of us. Other than the fact that we started on time, which I'm sure has shocked everybody. Uh, my name is Will. Oh, I did it again. Last week I did this to them too. Hold on, guys. My name is Will. My name is Trent. My name is Mariko. Okay, so now since we did the pre-show test, Mariko is staticky and... Uh, and you're talking to Selma and Patty from The <laughs> Simpsons. Oh, my Lord, dude. You, Yeah, it's time to switch to like only one pack of menthols, please. <laughs> well, I switched An to hour. the reds, and I thought that might help. At least, at least switching to filters, too. Now, what's really funny... About this is you're actually you're not feeling too bad, are you? This is just no. this is actually the the end. Uh, it, what we're hearing right now is like the scarring, if you will. Yeah, exactly. That you have to heal from. Trent had pneumonia, mm-hmm. and uh, as such, he got pretty pretty messed up. Yeah, there's no and other not, way to put and it. Not and not in like an eggnogathon kind of way. No, well, everybody hopes never in an eggnogathon <laughs> kind of way, but. Uh, so, and you had a lot of coughing. Yes. And a lot of uh, pain. So, actually, your throat is just damaged. Yeah. So, yeah, for, that's all. It's not like you're dying. <laughs> but you do and have I, the still, you still do have the residual cough, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the hell of it is, I, I, like, I still don't breathe really well. Like, when I start breathing, it's, I, I sound like the TARDIS starting up. <laughs> um, you're, you're basically Vader pre op. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you don't have that cool throat box in there yet to give you the good modification, you know, modulation yet. Yeah. Wow, now that's bringing it home nerd style. I, that was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Very proud of you. Um, you know, it's it's been an interesting uh, week, I think. I mean, cuz there's been so much going on. Uh, one of the things that is probably the least noticed thing is a commercial. I I saw this commercial and I was just uh, laughing in hysterics. And it wasn't the commercial itself, because honestly, the Capital One commercials aren't very uh, 
entertaining. I don't get a They're lot not. of them. You know, they were doing that whole uh, double points thing or double miles thing. So they had all these commercials where Alec Baldwin was a duplicate of himself. There were two yes. of him because, you know, double is better or whatever. Not so great. But now they had this great one where he is giving. Now, I used to think they were Vikings in the Capital uh, One they, commercials. Right. But they called them Celts in this last uh, commercial. Yeah. So suddenly now, you know, they're doing a a parody of um, – uh, William Wallace, uh, what's the name? Braveheart. Braveheart. Thank you. They're doing a parody of Braveheart. They're trying to give the motivational speech. Then Alec Baldwin steps in and he does the motivational speech. And at the very end, he's got his smartphone in his hand and the, um, Viking Celt, whatever he is, leans over and says, can you play games on that? And he says, yes, but never on the runway. No. <laughs> Which is just, it's actually the second best playoff he's done over the, uh, what was it American Airlines or United incident? For those that don't know, he was on the runway. He was playing, I think, Words with Friends. It was yes, Words yeah, with Friends. It was, yeah. and, and he had refused to turn off his phone when he was supposed to. And he got into a little bit of trouble. The, uh, the very next day or two days later, he actually did a parody on Saturday Night Live where he was playing the captain of the United plane saying how they got it all wrong. And, you know, Mr. Baldwin is a, a great, uh, an American institution, all that kind of stuff. Right, but, right. But the even better part about it was it's not like they were trying to play it off like he was really doing that. He was, they were even doing nods of, you know, like Alec Baldwin acknowledging this because Seth would be like, Alec, I don't know if this is working. Quiet, just go with it. Is this, the, is this, is this really what we should be doing right now? <laughs> So that, but that whole thing with the, uh, you know, yes, but not on the runway. No, that just entertained me to no end. <laughs> I just, I couldn't get enough of it. Not to mention, I, I, I guess the guy really is a very good actor because I, on 30 Rock, he plays a staunch Republican. Oh, and yes. from his Twitter yeah. feed, I get that he's a staunch Democrat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, actors, who knew? Well, also, uh, have you been, have either of you been keeping up with Thirty Rock? Uh, yeah, actually, I think what happened on the last episode of Thirty Rock was that you know the same thing every year. Yes. Yes, then I am all caught up. Okay, so um, a couple that was it two times ago they uh they had they basically told his story of his life um in hopes of of you know gaining political support for his wife who's in uh, North Korea. Right. But uh, William Baldwin actually came on and played oh. <laughs> the character that Alec Baldwin plays, and he knocked it out of the damn park. Now, was that the same episode where the new page was keeping tabs on Tracy Morgan? Yes. Okay, so that episode was just, if you're not watching 30 Rock, you're an idiot. Oh, by the way, if you want to take part in the program, you can. Hashtag NetHeads on Twitter, 866-610-9455 is the phone number. Uh, in the continental U.S., it's, uh, what's that number, America? Nine two five two three eight ninety twenty. He's the ninety twenty guy of the nice. netheads. In case you're wondering, and uh, you can also Skype at netheads or not at, but you can Skype netheads on air. But th do they have to become your friend on on Skype? How I don't work? know. I have no idea. <laughs> Why would I know? It's only a tech podcast. Shut up, Trent. So anyway, where were you? Oh, uh, Alec Baldwin. So that episode in particular, if you have Hulu Plus and you can go back and watch it, or if it's still just available on Hulu itself. That one is a must-see because, first of all, you've got William Baldwin going in character as Alec Baldwin. And it is creepy how much he can sound and be his brother. Oh, my gosh. Dead mm -hmm. on. And then uh, the other part of it is 
there's a page that was replacing Kenneth who's like trying to, you know, be Tracy's best friend or something, but is like letting Tracy do whatever he wants, get off his meds. And there's this great part where he goes into his dressing room. So he's off camera and suddenly you just hear him like off to the sides. Uh, what, I'm on a show within a show. My real name's Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Because on the show, he plays Tracy Jordan. And oh, it's just man. this, uh, I'm on a show within a show. My real name's Tracy Morgan. I just, I lost it. I literally oh. lost it. I was on the floor. So genius. That show has just got way too much shart. And, uh, shart? It's got too much sharding, guys. It did. It, 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 it's not a shart. Yeah. It, Freaking it, it, shart. Oh, okay. It is just too smart is what I was trying to say. Especially considering the show is the brainchild. Of of um, uh, Liz Lemon played by Tina Fey. Thank you. It's the brainchild well, yeah, that, of Tina Fey, and she actually seems to be the one who it, it not only has the least amount of screen time, but gets poked fun of the most lately. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she is uh, just everything about her character is great, at least lately. Especially the way they're just digging into her. I dig it. What can I say? Well, no, I, I think. It- that and I, I also love the the dynamic that that um, they've given to Alec Baldwin uh, to the Jack Donaghy character and how supposedly that you know is supposed to reflect um, Lauren Michaels. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. most definitely. That is what he's supposed to be the embodiment of. I accept right, that, yeah. and I like it. So I cannot tell it. Lights all the Adam Sandler movies. Uh... <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny it. Well, and, and not only that, it's just like it's genius. Like they're making commentary about the their own takeover by Comcast. Yeah, yeah. with with Cable Town. With Cable, like the the fact that, that they can do that just it blows my mind. I love it. Yeah, it's a I, big finger. They get away with a whole hell of a lot. They do. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know how they do it, other than the fact that Lauren Michaels probably just tells NBC, "Shut up." Well, it's the same way that the Simpsons get away with poking fun at Fox, like, for 20 years. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, one of my favorite uh, Twitter names, one of the followers of the show, Panic Whore. Yes. Again, I'm still wondering, is it a, uh, description, a description or a command? I'd like to know. <laughs> they ask, <laughs> she says, the similarity between shart and smart is rather disturbing, which I concur. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Panic whore. It sounds like a command to me. That's the way I always hear it. And mind you, I don't call women whore in my life. I just don't. You could be saying it to me. I could yeah. be. I mean, I wouldn't like, call you a whore so much as a. But you could tell them to panic whore. More of a, as a as a skank. Man tramp, maybe. <laughs> oh, I like that. Man tramp. Man tramp. Get your I do horse. like that. You know what, Trent? Go ahead. Get your man tramp on. It's all ah. right. I will do that. You can't, Americo. You have a significant other in your life, but it makes it sound like he's got a closeted lifestyle, and I'm not. You have a significant other of of which we will never speak gender wise, (laughs) because it doesn't matter in this in this time of no gender bound. Exactly. Uh, Does anybody have any technology news so we can pretend that we are a tech pod? Cast. All I heard was cast. Did you? Well, I was just finishing your tech pod because I'd hate for people to think like podcast, though. But that like I'm actually in like a breathing pod right now, (laughs) even though it sounds like it. You could. You do sound almost iron lungish. You just need to have more pauses in your breathing, and you're right there. You're like uh, the boy in the bubble. 
Yeah, I'm the bubble boy. Bubble boy. <laughs> or um, who uh, uh, Travolta played, you know, as bubble boy. Calvin before. says Trent is the man tramp. Good to know. <laughs> man tramping it. Well, Will, you and I talked about I something almost, earlier. I'm this sorry. Week. Hold on. Wait a second. I hmm. almost feel it's unfair to let Trent speak at this point. <laughs> I really do. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Because okay, now here, now here. By the way, if you guys want to do an impersonation of Trent this week, what you do is you take your uh, forefinger and your thumb, put uh-huh. them about one inch apart. Now, if you're a man, you'll want to locate those right above your Adam's apple and press in. <laughs> so now, in a, a sign of solidarity, oh. I can talk like this during the pod and not make Trent feel so bad. Uh-huh. I'm going to make Trent enough that he can't refuse. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh. Now, the only problem is I feel if I continue this, I may actually die in the next five minutes of the show. <laughs> so I'm going to stop doing this now and just accept the fact that Trent sounds like crap. Go ahead. Uh, well, just just speaking of the man tramp that you've already started, Amykin says that, uh, you know, I do have a, a notorious – um, run of turning down any man tramp experiences that are uh, presented to me. At least ones we've heard on the show so far. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, well, no, we were talking about timeline, and and you were switching over because you were, you know, talking about getting a a uh, cover photo that represents you. Yeah, I uh, here's the thing. I I don't have a lot of really good pictures in my library on Facebook, apparently. Mm-hmm. I've also lost the ability to speak this week, and I'm sorry for that. Actually, that's, that's just every week. That's okay. So did I, Will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? The ability to speak. Oh, yeah. Good point. Sorry. I don't really pay attention to you guys. Anyhow, <laughs> I uh, the timeline was coming. There was no stopping it. It's like a Terminator. It has no you know, remorse. It, there's no stopping it. It'll just keep coming until we're dead. So I ab- embraced timeline finally. But my Facebook library doesn't have a very good um, uh, library eh, of, you know, nice big pictures that you can use for that cover photo. You know, it's basically like the, the big header banner picture of a blog, really. Right, yeah. When you look at it. And I was looking through them, and I only really had one. So I just think it's interesting, because when they say the cover photo, it should be best represented of you. And mine is a shot that I took of Coit Tower. So I've used a large concrete phallus that says it's the best representation of me. <laughs> now that's smart. <laughs> nothing nothing says Will Wilkins like a large cylindric statue or edifice. Will's a, for his pleasure, by the way. Will is just a big dick. <laughs> Your words, not mine. I know, I know. <laughs> but now, have, how long have you been? I noticed now that I've gone to the timeline, suddenly people are liking photos that were posted like eons ago. It's hmm, amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anglo Fanatic says, Trent, switch to computer voice. Talking can't be helping. <laughs> <laughs> it only makes things, it only makes them stronger. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, are you guys on timeline though? No, um, I I'm still holding out. And see, I I have a developer's account, so I got timeline a long time ago, like uh, Christmas time ish. At the beginning of the timeline. Yeah. Uh, all the uh, way back in the beginning the of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. The only thing, the only God thing I, spoke, and I was there. 
The only thing I don't like about timeline is, you know, it goes all the way back to the point that, you know, it says like, Will Wilkins was born. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any baby photos. So it just reminds me, uh, my mom doesn't love me. He's so old, he friended the creator. What up? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well, the thing is, Will, be grateful, you know, because some of us are dealing with parents who uh, are really like to be in our social uh, networking lives. So a little too much. Like I look, I look at pictures of like my friends who are, you know, posting pictures of their kids, like in the bathtub and shit like that. And I think at what point do you, do you not do that to your children? Because in, you know, 13, 15 years, that kid's going to be dating and that's going to be visible. His small shriveled up teeny little penis. (laughs) Oh, um, let's see now, by the way, ice cream truck says, remember, uh, Trent, that which does not kill you merely postpones the inevitable. And uh, Von Cleef points out adequately, screw timeline, what the F is Facebook? So <laughs> Fair enough. It's the book you'd take and smack well, your face well, You with. know, it's funny. You bring a, a good point up, Trent, because I've just never uh, felt comfortable, you know, because as a parent, you do end up taking pictures of your kid in the bathtub, you know, because right, it's cute. Yeah. Oh, look, she's in the big inflatable ducky tub and... Holding a little rubber ducky, it's cute. Right. But I've never felt comfortable putting those type of pictures up on the internet. And I don't think there's a place, that's not the place for them. No, yeah, not I, really. I agree. You know, my grandmother has, when you come into uh, the living room of my grandmother's house, she has a picture, uh, framed of me, of me in the, in the, in the sink of our kitchen, uh, t- getting a bath taken. taken and that's bath. cute. And that's cute, right? That well, except that he's 26. <laughs> it's a big damn sink. You know, it's like one of those sinks that you have in the back of a restaurant. It's with the one with the hoses. Yeah. We had those hoses in the spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. <clears throat> what can I say? I like to be bathed in the sink. But she's not posting that on, you know, for the whole world to see. You've got to go to her house and walk inside to see that. I exactly. hope that's the point he's getting at. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, exactly. Well, I'm glad that she doesn't know how to use Facebook, first of all. And uh, secondly, uh, um, it's also, uh, you know, a topic of discussion because the picture frame is uh, has a rooster uh, on the corner of it. And my mouth is open. And so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh no! There's there is a cock near my mouth. That's all I needed to say. Oh lord! I just I saw, <laughs> I heard that one coming. Oh wow! Oh, and by oh, the way, wow. Speaking of hearing things, wait, hold on. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of seeing w- the inevitable tide coming uh-huh. in, I tweeted on Friday, uh, which I think put it best is I can hear all the bad April Fool's jokes from two days away already. Uh, yes. And I don't know about you guys, but other than ThinkGeek and Google, I have no interest, nor have I bothered looking at the internet today at all. Not the, even Twitter. The internet. For all I know, actually, today. I'm fired from Sir. I could be. <laughs> Wouldn't know because I stayed away from the internet. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead, Trent. No, the, the April Fools ruined the internet completely. If you've been on any type of news site it's just complete shit and that's it really i haven't even i haven't even bothered to go check out the news site it, like oh. t- today was the one day i know it's like okay where people are gonna try a little too hard to try to make a joke in fact there's the couple of sites that i actually go to said hey let's get our practical jokes out of the way now uh before this nonsense comes around just so you guys don't get confused and i was well, like cool get it out of the way now 
<laughs> I think that's that's the problem. They they want everyone to to you know, oh, we don't know what's right or wrong. Now we don't I know what's real. Now I know why I don't look at Twitter during the show. I scream truck says stepped away for a moment, walked back and heard there's a cock near my mouth. Probably glad I missed that. <laughs> Very good. Oh yeah, Google Maps has quest mode today because that's part of the uh, Google had the 8-bit Google Maps for NES. So it's a modified cartridge with a, a a modem built in, and you plug it in, turn it on, the picture's screwy, then you have to pull it back out, blow on the cartridge to reset, right. put it back in. It was a clever parody. And ThinkGeek always comes up with outrageous products for today. One of them, originally from uh, – I feel like we shouldn't be doing this now because the ad is like 25 minutes away, but because <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about ThinkGeek. Um, but they one of the jokes that they made – Ended up becoming a real product, and that's the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Oh, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Tauntaun's head is the pillow, the body is the sleeping bag, and, and you know, you get in it, and it, the lining of it, it looks like intestines. The organs, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, well, and, and, and so many people loved it and wanted to buy it. They're like, eh, maybe we should make this. Absolutely. And I, I don't know if they did it this year because I didn't look, but last year, of all of their silly products, they want they wanted us to vote on which one we would actually buy, hmm. and then they'd start making them. Interesting. Yeah. So th- again, you voted. Only two you sides. voted on another magic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's the magic screwdriver vibrator. That's what he that would have been the one for this year. That could have been it. It's true. <sighs> yeah, I bet you would have sold too. Uh, I don't think the BBC would license that one. <laughs> Although I'm sure many a fangirl would buy them. And fanboy for that matter. And fanboys, exactly. So I guess what we're really saying is, uh, you know, if you want to uh, call in or if you want to uh, take part and share with us your frustration with April Fool's Day, you can. 866-610-9455 or 925. 238-238. 9020. 9020, very good. Or, you know, uh, you can try, if you like, uh, Skyping us at NetHeads on Air. I'm getting too distracted from all the monitors today. I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's because I've got this half eaten bowl of soup here that I'm. Oh, that's it's just, fine. It's eyeballing You're just looking at me. yourself in the timeline saying, oh, God. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, quickly, just to revisit, and I need to get this off my chest and out fast- of your throat, apparently. <laughs> The fastest way to get me to uh, unfriend you on Facebook is to just post pictures of you pregnant, holding your stomach and your and your tits. Boobs, Trent. Oh, excuse me. Your breasts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> your breasts, your boobs, your tatas, if you will. I'm, I just think that's like, here's the thing. I could take that exact same picture. I could too. So could I. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it would look exactly, you know, anatomically correct. <laughs> but we don't. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a little it, hairier. And we don't glow when we do it, but maybe Bill Stranahan does. <laughs> Bill, what do you what do you got on your mind, sir? Well, sir, good morning. Uh good afternoon. Good day. Good afternoon. Good, good, after, <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good day. How you doing? Good. Last week I tweeted something at you and you answered me and I I feel the need that I have to give you your geek cred. Yes, indeed. Ah, hold on. I got to yes. savor this. Oh, wow. I oh, wish I had known you were going to call, Bill, because I would have grabbed sound clips of this me. This is just what Will needs. Oh. Now, what happened? Last week, we were talking about uh, Doctor Who episodes, and one of the ones we discussed was Blink. Yep. Now, I got to tell you something, though. 
I have to tell you, uh, that if you, I have to, I actually have to give you a little bit of credit too. Okay. And now the reason why is because if you go to the season five episodes that involve the angels. Not nearly as strong. Okay, good. Good point, but not where I'm going with this. <laughs> you could argue your side of the fact. Now, what happened was I pointed out that in the episode Blink, and generally whenever they're supposedly seen, the weeping angels, which are uh, creatures that are in a it, like quantum locked whenever a living person is looking at them, which means they can't be broken free of it. I guess they're like in in uh, they're vul- invulnerable, that kind of thing. Uh, so they always cover their eyes because. They don't want to risk also seeing another weeping angel because if the That's two right. were to lock eyes, they'd be frozen like Forever. until something breaks that line of sight. That's right. Uh, and so I said they always do that. And Bill said, no, wait a minute. They don't always do that. It's true. And I said, oh, contraire, mon frere, because I'm a tool. <laughs> and, but again, if you go to series five. And you think about all the stats. Well, okay, I can't give away any. St- oh, too late, I already did. Uh, let's just say when you get to that episode, uh, that doesn't necessarily happen. And I, I don't really want to go into more about it because it would give away a, a reveal that happens in that episode. Well, yes. Right. But, but also that's the he- same reason why they couldn't do it. You follow me? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it would have given away too much. But now, Trent, what do you got? Well, that, cause I recent, like recently this week watched that episode and it bothered me so much because there's one, you know, scene where a weeping angel is advancing towards someone and they're looking at the person the entire time. Uh huh. See? Not covering their eyes. It bothered the hell out of me. Now, when was yep. that? Um, uh, when, I think it's when, it, isn't it when the guy is in, is in nope. the living room of that house and, and, uh, she's, uh, gone down to the basement or, or something. No, that's in Blink. He's talking about in oh. um, Time of Angels, and you're probably yes. talking about the one on the monitor. Yeah, there's the one on the monitor, and then also even when they're when they're in the big cave, um, every time it's advancing, you always see it looking right at the the different characters. Yes. Well, that's because it's just the one, but when you have multiples, all we're seeing are momentary shots of light, really. Uh yes. Um, but I, when they're outside, getting ready to jump up and, and get gravity caught. <laughs> yeah. But he's right, though. That's true, too. Yeah, but they're not looking at each other, looking up. There's no angels They're looking there straight, but if you look straight, if, if, we're in a, if we're in a lineup and you're slightly in front of me, I'm going to see you in my, in my peripheral. Exactly. So, so the whole point is we're actually both right, Bill. I appreciate <laughs> you trying to give me geek cred, but it's all a matter of context. If you looked at the episode Blink... By that definition, it's true. But then if you move ahead to the wonderfully entertaining but slightly inconsistent time of angels flesh and stone. Right. Oh, by the way, I got to tell you guys, I got to, I, I had such a, uh, a, a geeky proud moment today. Cause I, you know, we, we, we kind of operate within this, this world, this, uh, this little broadcasting arena where we share a lot of airtime with stuff. And one of the guys at another, at a big Doctor Who podcast, Radio Free Scarrow. Okay. Started following me on Twitter and the oh, Radio Free Scaro account started following me on Twitter. I'm like, Hey now. All right. That's kind of cool. Nice. I'm big time. You are and will. They're going to listen to all the inane stuff I like to type on Twitter. Oh, yeah, they're going to go away to, fast. Unless, big in, in, unless they just have a list and don't read any of yours. Mm hmm. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Which, you know, I, I, uh, I've kind of been in a, um, a weird place 
for a little while on Twitter because Radio Askew used to be where I would follow like all of the entertainment people and Nethead WW was just my private account. But now, you know, I started using that one more because of our presence on Smodcast Internet Radio. And I'm like, I'm not finding out all the silly thoughts of American actors. I really need to start following them here, too. And uh, now I'm starting to wonder who I have followed and who I haven't followed and who I really do want to follow and I don't want to follow. Like, one of the big ones for me is actually Patton Oswalt, who I think summed up the April Fools on the Internet the best. When he said, uh, happy April Fool's Day, or as I like to think head, think of it, shitheads Christmas. Or Christmas for shitheads. Because <laughs> it's true. Oh, those poor pagans. Oh, man. I just, uh, it's horrible. But anyway, thank you for that, Bill. And, and was there anything else you wanted to say since I pretty much didn't let you speak the whole time? No. Well, you know, it's. It, it, I just want to actually say that the Doctor Who wiki actually backs you up. It, it does say exactly what you said last week. But, however, I'm perfectly willing to share the credit with you that we're both right. So. Well, yeah, because when you get into those Series 5 episodes, it's a little inconsistent. Now, I have heard uh, things, probably from listening to Radio Free Scarrow, mm. that the Weeping Angels will be back again in Series 7. Oh, I hope so. Yes. We did see yes. them in Series 6, but it was just in that uh, bizarre episode. Uh, what is that? What was that one? I think BBC God, has already let it go that they're going to be in episode six. Oh, there we go. See? So I probably heard it from BBC Visa, Visa V Radio yeah, Free when Star. Yeah, the, when they announced the companion, the new companion, yeah. It was also, it was also, um, um, announced that, uh, you know, the, the, the pawns will, will depart and, and that, uh, mm. oh, the yeah. angels will be back for six. And as a callback, I, I have to say, I did go back and I did read Stephen Moffat's exact words, and he really does describe it as when Amy Pond and Rory Williams leave the show, the characters, uh, played by, uh, Karen Gillan and Arthur Darville, respectfully, they, oh, man, it will good. be in a heartbreaking storyline. So, ah, shit. yeah, but I hope it's just in, in respect to them leaving and not like tragedy. You know what I mean? Cause let's face it. If anybody has to leave the doctor for whatever reason, that would be kind of heartbreaking. But, and the other thing that frightens me about that boy, oh boy, welcome to Doctor Who talk. My name is Will. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> that frightens me about that is I don't want to see, <laughs> look, you guys are out. We're starting a whole new show. <laughs> Y'all are out there. That's okay. I can mute you and now we don't have to hear you snoring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. They stopped. Uh, the, the other thing that concerns me about that is, um, again, I don't want to give away too much for those trying to enjoy things, but, um, if, if they're taking away Amy and Rory, my concern would be that, you know, we won't be seeing as much of River Song as well, which is a character I happen to really enjoy. I, I know and that it would be a damn shame because she is hot. Okay, well, there's one perspective, because <laughs> I find that the, the community either really likes or really dislikes um, River Song. I think the, the people who hate River Song have a problem with the way she was, uh, um, the way the story was introduced and, and how she was born and the fact that she's actually the No, 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 no. Careful. I didn't say anything. Yeah, Careful. I know, but you got to think, come on, it's, you know, season five has been been done now for a year and a half i mean you know well so that's from season five though and it and six just barely got put up on you know Net, oh, okay, uh, netflix yeah. not too soon not too long ago yeah so people okay. do have my, a chance to yeah people do well that's okay that's why i just suddenly make all those annoying noises that sound like i'm a car alarm that's really defective 
I, so I'm, I'm, but I'm still looking forward to this season. I think part of the other reason why I'm looking forward to it is because season six or series six, if you're across the pond, um, not Amy, never mind. It, series six, I found across the pond and actually Trent, you've powered through season five. Yes. Pretty this much. Week. Uh, like, uh, where are you at now? I finished it season five. Okay. But you still haven't gone into season six yet. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But knowing you by next week. Oh, next week. Actually, you know what, guys? I got to say something. Unless we decide to pre-tape. Oh, yeah. Easter is next week, isn't it? Easter may be very well the first day where we will actually just be taking a break. Oh, right. If that is the case, then the NetHeads on Air Twitter account will be soliciting your favorite NetHeads episode. We'll tally the votes and decide which one is the one that will be our very first official re-air. I like that. That's if we don't pre-tape something. I don't know if we will or not, though, because I haven't talked to either of these guys about that. But I realize next week is, is, um, you know, maybe we should just do the re-air because that way I can set it up in advance and I don't have to worry about it triggering. And if it airs, it airs. If it doesn't, I don't care. And and for or once I won't be on yeah, and you know for once I won't be staring at my at my iPad you know or my iPhone at a family function going did it go did it go? Even though Easter pretty much starts at two, so by six we should be winding down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I don't know. We'll see, or maybe we'll tape. We'll go live on Saturday, rear on Sunday when nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, it's Easter. Who cares? Right. That's right. Because the That's last right. thing you're gonna want to do. Yeah. It's not like we're going to be looking. It's not like we're going to be uh, trying to get eggs at six o'clock Pacific time. Oh, Come on, hey, oh, hey speak for yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm hunting for eggs all day. I'm hunting for. I'm going into people's houses. I'm just <laughs> opening up their fridges. You know, I'm doing the whole nine. But the I'm nice thing lock is, he myself does myself in the house and watch out for zombies. But the nice. <laughs> <laughs> the first zombie Jesus reference of the year. Thank you. Oh, I and got, uh, I got it. I got dibs. You do have dibs, yep. And uh, I actually powered through and finished all 15 of the trade paperbacks for uh, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what an awesome comic. Yeah, oh it is. Gosh. It really is. Boy, somebody just it. wanted to get me off Doctor Who topic at no matter what cost. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to take you off the who topic before you screw up. Well, and, you know, um, I uh, you know, yeah, as a trade paperback, it's a great way to read it. As a comic, it's great. The, uh, the current storyline, uh, I haven't picked up the last issue. It just dropped this past week, but the current storyline is, I, I just love, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly going in a direction. It and, totally is. And I really wish I could discuss some of the things that I've read. Yeah. But I know I can't. So it's best not to. I got, uh, cause you know, like my apologies for last week. I just started talking about Sherlock, like the whole world has seen it. And, and that wasn't fair. No biggie. I'm glad you think so. Anyway, Bill, thanks for your call this week, sir. Thank you, sir. And we'll, uh, we'll and, shout at you uh, later. Have a happy non-Easter to you. Yeah, okay, you too. Say yeah. <laughs> I never got to say that when America was going into people's houses, he's in a bunny suit at the time. So I am. It's okay. I'm in the I'm in the Donnie Darko bunny suit. Yo, oh, God. even better. <laughs> and what was the name of that rabbit? Was it Fred? No. Yeah, Fred. What was, was the Fred? name of the guy? Fred. Was it Fred? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Donnie Darko. Boy, that movie is. <sighs> I, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, uh, um, for you know, okay, it is what it is. It's it's good in the sense that it tried to achieve something. As far as a, a narrative is concerned, it 
it misses in a lot of respects. Well, yeah, because I mean, it, like when it comes down to it, I've seen this argument a hundred times. It's basically kind of a superhero movie in a way. It's a it's a regretful mm-hmm. superhero. But uh, I'm. It's one of those movies, and I'm not a fan of these movies that you need to listen to the audio commentary in order to understand it better. That's what everyone says is like, oh, but you should listen to the way he talks about it. Then you get to understand. No, if you didn't put it in the movie, then screw it. Or more to the point, let me, let me, if I may rudely interrupt and refine your statement. If the story can't speak for itself. Thank you. Yes. It's not doing it right. Exactly. You'd like, oh, well, if you had uh, followed along with the companion comic, you would know. Uh, I'm not going to follow along with the companion comics. It's like that's, my left one. that's how I felt about like the Harry Potter series in general as, um, as far as the movies, because I only watch the movies and never read the books. But every time I watch these movies, I'm like, I'm missing out a lot, aren't I? Because they, they introduce these, uh, you know, these half horse people. Oh, I can't remember their names. Centaurs. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't need to show up at the end at all. And yeah. I'm like, did, did they have something happening in the book? I mean, what the hell? He's like, oh, you gotta read the book. I'm like, no, what about the movies, man? And they, they should be able to stand on their own. No, I completely agree. And like in the case of the centaurs, they, you know, that was a, I think the only way they could have pulled that off is if they had, had the same person adapt every single book into the script. Mm. Because then they would have at least like, especially, coordinating with jk rowling because she was heavily involved and that way they would know what would need to be carried forward somewhat Mm. because really uh, because they did they didn't they no i don't even remember i don't care but i would have i would i really wish i could have been like you and seen the books or seen the movies without reading the books because it would be Uh very interesting to get that take Uh, yeah and that that was pretty much my whole take it was the fact that i'm like okay they're now they're uh after the third one was my favorite of the of the series uh Mm -hmm. as far as it felt like a standalone movie like you could get in there and watch it from a to b and understand everything that's going on Mm -hmm. after that it's pretty much just you know um circle jerking the fans who read the books like it's like hey you remember this now you can watch this as opposed to making movies for people who are watching movies you know they're just making movies for the fans it's like um it's like the the annoying little gripe that people have with uh, Lord of the Rings at the end when they see the eagles and they say, where the hell these eagles come from? You know, and they don't realize that in The Hobbit, if anyone who hasn't read it, I'm not going to ruin much. Um, in The Hobbit, there's a little deal that goes on with the eagles. There's a reason why they don't show up. Why? Well, uh, and I don't remember The Hobbit. And I tried because I read all those books when I was in my early teens. Uh-huh. And much like everything else from that part of my life, I've blocked it out. <laughs> and I tried to sit down and read The Hobbit, mm. and like after one afternoon of trying to do it, I'm like, "What the f is with all the singing? <laughs> Enough already!" I mean, the the singing in the in the Lord, of, at least in um The Hobbit, is equivalent to how much walking was going on in the entire, you know, Ring saga. It's mm. like Christ Almighty, they're singing another song. <laughs> It, there was uh, half the seri- half the book is basically songs. Seriously, that- I stopped reading the songs. I finished the book in ten minutes. <laughs> they're jolly. <laughs> they, they are. They're jolly little fellows. If there's I- one thing we've learned from Disney, it's when you're under a certain height, you equate life through singing. And speaking of characters that are nothing but jolly, Francis, welcome to your weekly phone call. How are you? Pretty good. I love to hear that, Francis. Now, Francis, are we on okay terms after last week's phone call? Absolutely. Good, because I was worried I was... Wow, listen to the... Do you guys hear the authority in his voice this week? Uh-huh. 
I don't know what happened last week, but it, it sounds like it did you well, sir. You're just coming out of the box strong today, vocally, Francis. You know what I mean? I'm hearing yeah. something different in your... Did something happen this week? Uh, not really, no. Okay, well, let's make up something. <laughs> you read enough comic uh, books. What what extraordinary thing happened to you this week? I mustered up my courage. Very good. Okay, good enough. I like that. Well, yes, yeah, because not many people talk about must must mustering mustard. up anything because they just, just think it's mustard at this point. Just They're asking my hot for a hot dog. dog. Just, exactly. a, just a hot dog, yeah. Mm, slather it all up and slurp it off. Okay, <laughs> let me approach this question in a strategic way to attempt to make this flow. Okay. Francis, what's on your mind this week, and what are you thinking about it? Um. Uh, the Golden Age Green Lantern is on my mind, Alan Scott, and um, I, I like him because he's the ultimate adolescent wish fulfillment fantasy. You know, uh, Aladdin and his lamp. You know, it's it's based Ooh. on that. Ooh, yeah. Whoa! Well, he- hold, hold on, guys. I gotta tell you, this is the best pre- presentation Francis has done ever. So, first of all, sir, I commend you because you. You told me why you like the era, and you're bringing in a, a psychological aspect. The beautiful thing about this character is it, it's a wish-fulfillment fantasy character, just like Aladdin and his magic lamp and the genie. You can you wish for it, you get it. You think of it, you get it. That is deep. You just took me to a whole new level, Francis. I salute you. Thanks. Anytime. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just extolled like heaven from or treasures from heaven upon him, and his simple response: "Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you very much, thank you." Now, <laughs> well, now, what, no. what's your guys' take on this? His internal monologue is, "Well, no shit, didn't you already know that, Will?" <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but it's true. That's probably what it is. He's just like, "Yeah, dickhead, come on." Why do you think? What, am a- I, are you? Am I going to surprise you now by telling you that the Superman was nothing but a retelling of the Christ story? What? <laughs> anyway. What? Moses. Moses. Moses? Well, I th- I always thought uh, Superman uh, had more of a parallel with with the the Christ story because you know the uh, the only son sent down to Earth, yeah, and then you know at a certain point goes away for a while and then comes back this knowledge being to save us all. Well, I think Moses was cast down the river and uh, ended up leading his people. Well, you know, and I guess it's it's kind of well. Now we just found out the Bible just retold <laughs> stories too. Damn it! Well, you know, the th- I, I would I would I would say uh, if anything, it would be Captain Marvel as the Moses character. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we can concede that. Now now we have the clarification, everybody. Moses, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Because if there's if there's one thing I know about Hasidic law, it's Shazam. <laughs> Well, like Shazam! Well played, the- Froggy. Well played. <laughs> Bring on the I like how, um, how uh, Green Lantern in one of the Golden Age stories was treated as the man who wasn't there, like Yehudi Menuhin in the Who's the Yehudi song. Really? Wow, I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about, but I'm running with hoodie, it, buddy. Who. And hoodie, to you, yeah, too. Howdy, howdy, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right, still, great call this week, Francis. I'm impressed. See, so, now, bring this kind of thing to every single phone call. That's what I want to hear. So, Francis, okay. I actually, I actually know uh, a lot about Alan Scott. I, Ooh. I'm a huge fan of Green Lantern myself. Ooh. And um, are you are you wearing your ring the same way I am now? What was that? Are you wearing your ring right now, like I am? <laughs> I actually I, had to take it off so I don't click on the computer for so every single episode of Netheads. 
that I enjoy, I seem to wear the Green Lantern ring. I do too. And and we're all wearing our Smodcast Internet Radio fezes too, right? I am. Uh, of course you are. Yeah, totally, yeah. Sherman's wearing his too. Very good. Fezes are cool. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, America. I did mean uh, to interrupt, actually. I interrupt yeah. all the time. Will doesn't interrupt. Um, yeah, your Latin reference. Obviously, uh, obviously, um, you know, that's really what he was based on, Francis. Uh, you know, uh, Alan Scott character holding his lamp. You know, um, the stories were pretty much designed from the Aladdin series as far as him finding this lamp. You know, uh, actually, the character himself was based on, uh, uh, on a subway. Uh, guy in New York, you know, those subway guys, they used to carry a red lantern, surprisingly, uh, around with them. And the artist, um, I think it was, uh, Martin Nodell, Nodell, I believe. Martin uh, Nodell. Yeah, he based the characters, uh, off of the subway guys that used to go in there, uh, and fix the subway trains. And that's why the lantern has that specific right. kind of design. Wow, yes. I learned something. To, to, this is an amazingly educational phone call. I'm shocked to hell. Awesome, man. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Francis. As well you should be, sir. Yes. Well, thank you for putting me in my place this week, sir. And, uh, thank you again for a wonderful phone call. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Uh, again, be advised. We more than likely are not doing a show next week. If we're going to do anything, we're going to do a, a live to tape one that we'll record and it'll be live on the air on Saturday. And then, you know, it'll air on Sunday. So don't try and call on Sunday, no matter what. But maybe still do. Oh. Okay, but, I was going to say that uh, when I called into the Valentine's episode, I was talking about how I was always rejected on Valentine's Day, and Kevin said you would never reject me. Oh, we would never reject you? Right, yeah. All the shows or just his show? Kevin said he would never reject me. Oh, he would never reject you. Good, yeah. so I'm not obligated to that. If I don't want to take your phone call, I still can, right? I can not. Well, you won't reject me. You're right, I wouldn't. I enjoy you every single week. Much Thanks. in the same way I do frozen yogurt. But anyway, uh, so just be advised. Keep an eye out for that. I mean, I don't know. Are you on Twitter? Have you found the computer yet? Yeah, under the name Frank Rodriguez. Okay, there you go. So if you uh, if you follow NetHeads on air, keep an eye on that yeah. on Saturday to find out if you're going to call in on Saturday, okay? okay? Hopefully, Hopefully it doesn't compete with your time at the rec center or whatever it is you do. Okay. All right, sir. Have All yourself right. a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. I almost choked to death right there. Woo. <laughs> One of those bad instances. Boy, that was a... Guys, I am shocked. That was a really great Francis phone call. That was the best Francis phone call. To date. To date. Well, you... I don't know. I, I happen to like Plastic Man. No, no. This is, uh, this, is, this is one of those things where we're finding a groove here. Yeah. I mean, we really had some beats there. You know what I mean? And he did come out strong out of the box, man. He, he came did. out saying, swinging. He had some authority. I got, like, shocked. He's, like, bowed down to my comic book knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking <What>? of comics. <laughs> Speaking of sexy comic things. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Avengers villain was revealed uh, this week. Oh, for the, for the movie? In the movie, yes. The movie. Uh, there is a still... Uh, from the latest trailer, I believe that shows the face of the of the aliens, mm. and still don't know exactly if it you know who it might be. The speculations are obviously abound, but it to me it, when you look at it, it clearly looks like the scroll. 
Well, uh, but I thought didn't didn't it's, John yeah. Sweden say it's not scrolls or yeah, but he's full of shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd call his brother Jed and ask, but I don't know if he'll tell me anything. Well, here, here's the thing. So I, I have spent way too much time at work, like freezing these frames, putting it into Adobe Premiere and just so I could slow it down frame by frame. Uh huh. It's obviously the scroll. And then also MTV Geek, um, got a hold of a, uh, role playing game that's, that's a companion to the movie. Uh huh. And there's scroll figures in it, like your classic, scroll figures and i'll i'll throw that link up on twitter for well they're just gonna call them the scrolls though instead of the scrolls or the skrills (laughs) hey i told you it wasn't scroll or they're just never gonna name them and that way you can say that it's not the scrolls right yeah exactly yeah yeah. it's just the alien race but it makes sense if loki is the uh the uh, antagonist no protagonist i get those two mixed up Antagonist. <laughs> yeah. If he's the antagonist, I mean, it, given the story that was unveiled in Thor, if you were able to follow it, you know, it, it's clear he's going to be bringing some other alien race with him. Yeah, right. it's so. got, it's and it's definitely got to be. Uh, obviously, it's got to be. Well, not obvious, but it has to be linked to one of the nine worlds that was talked about in Thor. Yeah. Right. You know. So. Uh, you know, we were assuming, well, I'm assuming that he used the cosmic cube to open up the, this portal, uh, the port, uh, the, the, where, where the rainbow bridge was broken to, you know, to access these <laughs> other worlds. Now, hold He's on, saying, hold on. Please refer to it as the Bifrost bridge. I'm yeah, begging you. Bifrost bridge. They, they, rainbow bridge doesn't give it justice. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know what it gives it, but boy, do I hate the sound of it. Oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I remember reading Thor as a kid and all I remember is the rainbow bridge because it was a rainbow. It was. I never called it the Bifrost bridge. I always called it the rainbow bridge growing up as a kid. So it just stuck in my head. Yes. The Bifrost, the Bifrost. I speak words well. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know what it was. There was one point, uh, last year where I'm like, Trent, what's the Bifrost bridge? <laughs> what the hell's a Bifrost? And, and on the other side, I hear from him, uh, <laughs> like I can't. Why do I speak to you? You don't know what the Bifrost Bridge is, you poser. Actually, have you? That was one of those things. I need you guys to catch me up on this because I don't get it. Okay, mm. mainly because I didn't want to read. But there was something about uh, geek women posers or geek posers this week that had you know like Twitter a little bit of Twitter. Does, does this sound familiar to either one I- of you? I did see an article where I forget, and Ruth isn't here to link the article to me. So, uh, but she 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 originally linked the article to me to say what the hell is this nonsense? So so somebody uh, um, somebody well, a woman wrote a, a blog saying, "I hate faux geek girl nerds." Okay, you know, girl, you know, uh, women who tried to be geeks. But are obviously not. They just want the atten- the geek attention. And then another person wrote an article to that saying, "Why are you hating other geeks trying to be geeks, or why 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 even have a geek hate? Just the fact that somebody is having any kind of geekdom joy, just have them enjoy it. You know, even if it might be faux. You know, so that's the articles that I that I saw. I saw there was two articles and they were linked together, and one was a response to the other. But yeah, the 
the first article was like, oh, I hate faux geek girls and written by a woman. And then the other one was a response by a woman saying, why you got to hate your own kind? Kind of. Yeah, thing. because a geek guy would never say that because they just yes. don't. They, they just like girls in general. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Even the, though, even we're, though, we're not picky. Even though you will hear discussions, uh, like, and I'm sorry to drone down to this, but eventually it's going to with a guy with, with a show with three guys on it. But you know, right, like conversations sure. about like conventional hot versus Comic Con hot. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, uh, what was it? one friend? One one of the guys I, I know told me, yeah, this comic shop. It, it seems like they always have one girl working there, and it's only one. But when they do, like, she's always comic shop hot. You know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow. no. What does that mean? He's like, well. <laughs> You know, she's okay when she's not there, but in a comic shop, she just looks really hot by comparison. Wow. Is this the new Van Gogh? Like, you know. I don't know, man. <laughs> because, because in comparison, she's just up with a bunch of sweaty dudes. Yeah, pretty much. That's That, my friend, is the and problem. And men are hideous. We are. We are grotesque, especially those that usually. No, never mind. I'm not going to say that. That's, <laughs> pretty that's by wrong. proxy. There you are. Wow. I, I don't even know how we got on that topic. I'm sorry. And, you know, a lot of my information does come now from Twitter. That's just the way it is. So <laughs> that that's why, you know, it's probably something that I know I saw Ruth commenting on, I think. Was like, yeah, probably. What's yeah, this about? He... But, it was a, but it was something. It had enough of a hook to catch my eye. I'm like, wait, what is that? What's that now? Because, you know, there's nothing worse than faux nerds or faux geeks. Mm. Right? <laughs> or as like, yes. Yeah. Hipsters, if you will. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, what I what I do like... In my everyday life, I like authentic geeks. And if you want to There's be an only... authentic geek, go ahead, Trent. There's only one place to get it. That's right. And that, my friends, is at a little website some people call Think Geek. Now, let me tell you something. First of all, what you have to do, you go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Scroll down a little bit. You'll find the Think Geek banner ad. You use that to go ahead and find some of the most awesome stuff available on the internet. If you like this podcast, you're going to love what you can get from Think Geek. Now, I'm encouraging you, if you're listening live, to do this today in another window. Because some of the cool things that, like we talked about earlier, that they put up today for, for, uh, for April Fool's Day. I didn't mute you guys, did I? You're still there, no, right? No, like, no. Like, no, we're, we're sitting back listening, listening to the, the pitch, man. Science. Okay. Yes. They have put up their uh, April Fool's Day jokes for this year, and they are awesome. Hungry, hungry hippos for the iPad. An attachment that goes on your iPad. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. The Skyrim electronic dragon shout hoodie. <laughs> the Technomancer electronic wizard hoodie. All right. The Minecraft creeps that are like marshmallow peeps. Right. But best of all, folks, first there was the, you know, singing Billy Bass. Now it's the Admiral Akbar singing bass. Oh, no. He sings, he dances, he says those three magic words. It's a trap. Ladies and gentlemen, these are their joke things, but even their real things are cool, like a titanium spork. You ask yourself, why do I need a titanium spork? I ask you, why don't you have one? And I ask you, Will, do you have a titanium spork? Of course I do. And where did you get it? I got it at ThinkGeek. So, again, go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the banner ad and get cool stuff at ThinkGeek. Why? 
Because at Think Geek, they have stuff. We're smart smash. Okay, let's try it again. At Think Geek, <laughs> I want you guys to do it in harmony this time. At Think Geek, joking. they have stuff. You're, you're both too afraid to speak. For smart masses. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> For smart masses, that's right. Uh, and by the way, I got to tell you guys, I, I I love having them as a sponsor, but I am just piss scared that they're actually going to come out with the Star Trek inflatable captain's chair for twenty four ninety nine, and then you'll have to get it. Yeah, because it's a it's an inflatable recreation of Kirk's chair. Oh, that's just oh inflatable, huh? It says I can buy it now. Oh my god, it's real. Uh oh. Oh, it's uh, for well, geek kids three to seven years. That can't. Please don't let it be real. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna lose some money. We're gonna hear Will next week scrunching around in his inflatable chair. Well, no, that's the and that's the re- again. This is why Trent points out the internet is useless today. I saw that earlier. I thought it was a joke. Right? You have no idea. I don't know yeah. if it's real or not. I just don't. <laughs> what the hell? It's just huddled together. I would totally get that for the studio, though. I would. <laughs> I really would. You know, there's very little to, uh, unfortunately, there's very little this season to like on uh, the Fox show Breaking In. But one of the nicest things from last season that we almost kind of saw continue this season is the fact that uh, Christian Slater's character in his office has a replica of, you know, of Kirk's chair from the original series. Yes, oh, which, I, I believe it was given to him. Yeah, which uh, which every geek in the world wants in their office. I don't really. It looks god awful, uncomfortable, but an inflatable oh, yeah. one is cushy. It looks terrible. It's yeah, soft. I'll take I'll take Picard's chair, man. Oh, that yeah. was a that was a beautiful chair. Well, that's the thing. When Next Generation first came out, I was like, I don't wait a minute. Hold on, guys. This doesn't look like a starship. Why are we hanging out in the Star Trek lounge? <laughs> right. Hold up. Now, when is is the is the chick with the dark hair and dark eyes going to be taking drinking orders? What's going on? <laughs> And especially that that curved wood design. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the chairs. This isn't it's a like, starship. This is the Hilton. What's going on? Anybody who wanted to get from the from the upper part of the of you know of mission control or the uh, Ford can helm helm, uh, they needed bridge. to walk around this bridge. Thank you. They needed to jump and hop over this thing. I actually seen Riker. You know when something's happening in the bridge, he did that. He had to do a little hop and skip first in order to get to the bad guy. Yeah. That's just no bueno. <laughs> yeah, especially now, considering your head of security is on the rail behind you. He's behind the rail. So heaven forbid it's one of those weeks where something is able to beam right in past the shields and, like incapa- and incapacitate the captain. It's a good thing we're going to put up a big railing between us and them. That's great. Because they always pick that area in front of them to land. They don't like bother going. In. How do they always know the layout of the bridge? God, I'm confused. <laughs> Is well, I think Abrams figured it out by just blind everybody in the bridge. That way, anyone who beams in there is like, "Oh my God, what the hell are these lights?" Yeah. Yeah. Just, shine, just shine a flashlight in their eye. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, look. That, oh, never mind. That's the that's the um, TV show that's got uh, Brett Harrison from Reaper, right? Yes, yes. Uh, okay, breaking in that is breaking in. How has it been? I've I've, I've thought about getting into it but i you know it's well it's only going to be 12 episodes total so you'll be able to collect the entire series very soon oh it's already it's already got the axe or it got a 12 c well it just it it was canceled then they brought it back from cancellation which was shocking and then they uh you know they brought it back and the ratings just haven't been there because I, i don't think they did a good enough job letting people know it came back i enjoyed it during its first run 
Mm-hmm. But then after it came back, you know, they they had to get rid of the guy that played Lex Luthor in Smallville. He wasn't available anymore. And the the quote unquote hot chick for the lead to, you know, fall the geeky lead to fall in love with. You know, they only got to keep her for like three episodes, probably because of other commitments. So they had to come up with a whole new story and a rewrite. No, no, just mm. I mean, catch it on Netflix later. Right. I hate to say that, but it's what I'd recommend. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, not in my book, my friend. But you know what? It's time for Amy to call in. And Amy's on the phone right now. Amy, how are you? I am wonderful, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. How are you guys? Uh, I'm good. I'm terrible. You said, actually, I know you, you know sound what? terrible, Trent. I notice sometimes you come in sounding pretty good. I only assume it's because you're drinking scotch or something and you're... <laughs> I love scotch. It's like temporarily cauterizing his throat, and then he's able to speak like five good words before he sounds like that again. Yep, that's how we do it. Okay, so uh, what's on your mind this week, Amy? Well, I, I first of all, I thought it was kind of interesting that our first really quality call from Francis happened on April Fool's Day. That is... <laughs> Oh. I don't want to say it's ironic because I don't get what irony is, but it's an interesting comparison. It's something to think about. It is. What it is. Today is the one day he is able to harness his coherency powers. Ugh. You know what I mean? Interesting. You know, it, 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 just a thought, but you know, thought I'd throw that out. He there. was able to tap into the puce lantern of clarity. <laughs> like, and, is that like a purpuse? Yes, exactly. That you, you carry a baby in. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Amy, now, hey, Amy, I, I, I actually thought of you during the week. Now my wife's ears have perked up. I was just going to say. <laughs> but no, it's because I got an email from Nike that the, I did too. the fuel band, I'm not going to say when, but it's going to be available online for a very brief window. But, you know, uh, the, oh God, I don't know. Did I rant about this last week on the show? Somebody remind uh, me. Not rant. But I, but I brought up my frustration at how the internet is ruining, you know, shopping because this thing, uh, first of all, the Nike store in New York keeps getting them. So you don't, that you have these guys lining up to get in the store every day and then buy them up and then resell them on the internet at a markup. Great. Capitalism fail, whatever. But it just ticks me off. Whoa. Ooh. Did you guys hear that? I did. I heard myself. I did. Have I been replicated? Oh God! Is it the board? No, I I, I, I didn't hear anything different. So Good for you. Just you guys. Okay, so you know, so that frustrates me because I, I it's bad enough this thing I think is like is it one twenty nine or one fifty nine retail? I want to say it's one twenty nine, but okay. I'm not positive. So let's say it's one twenty nine. I'm not willing to spend two hundred plus on it. You know, and given all the information, I'm not even sure I want to spend one twenty nine on it, but. Because, you know, the, you've got the fuel band, you've got the Fitbit, you got all these things. Uh, and I've been thinking, but the cool thing about the fuel band is what it does. You know, the way it gives a great graphical representation of progress in the day with right. that, with the, the light bar going from red to green. So you can literally see yourself progressing. And that's, that's part of the trick. That's how to get, give that, that, that constant feedback is what, is what helps drive you. So in that respect, I like it. But like, I don't know if it'll, cause there's something about the Fitbit that also helps monitor your sleep, which I know mine is shitty. So I don't really need a device to tell me that. 
<laughs> but long story short, we got noticed that there's a certain date in the near future these are going to be available online. But you just know there are some shitheads out there that have purchasing scripts that are going to try and buy them up in advance. And then sell them on right. eBay. Like they're going to, they're waiting and they're going to have probably programs scraping the page to see when they're available. The moment they are, buy them eBay. We don't stand a chance. So good luck, Amy. The same to you, sir. And I, that was one of the other reasons why I called. But, um, and my third reason, which also happens to do with you were asking about takes on April Fool's Day. My parents got married on April Fool's Day. What? That speaks more, a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually not, not really a conscious choice. My, my mother has always said, you know, she, she wanted to book the church for the first Sunday after Lent because they can't, for whatever reason, you're not supposed to get married during Lent. Um, or some strange thing like that. Yeah. So she wanted yeah. to book it for the first Sunday after Lent. And the priest said, the minister said to her, you know, that's April Fool's Day. She said, I don't care. The first Sunday Ooh. after Lent. Oh, wait a second. And then in that case, this is a very, what number of anniversary is this for them? Well, my, my father passed away 10 years ago. But it's they still their anniversary. Been, they would have been married 45 years today. Wow. Nice. See, and I knew that it must have been some roundish number, some, you know. Be, not like an odd number, like forty-two or forty-eight. It because yep. because it's on the Sunday. You see, that's where I'm going with this. That's my false belief. I mean, it's no. Did science you just do it. math? No, he did, he did math incorrectly actually, because those are even numbers. You know what I mean. <laughs> we, we celebrate the anniversaries on the fives and tens the same way the news stations give me my traffic. That's right. <laughs> I like that theory. Yeah, so that's where I was going with it. But fine, screw you. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your call, Amy. Uh, good luck with the Fitbit man or the um, fuel band. I don't know if I'm. I want to get. I need. I know I need something. I noticed a certain symmetry in my life. I stopped wearing my. What is that armband I wear? Anybody remember? Body bug. I stopped wearing my body bug, and I started growing again. So. Obviously, I need some type of gadget to keep me in line. Yes. And if if that one we is... We all need gadgets to keep us in line, Will. Yeah, and that one looks a little more, you know, when it's not lit up, it looks a little more like tribal, you know? It gives me a little more, it looks less dorky. Or does it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, good luck with that, Amy. Thank you. Same to you. And have a great week. Take you care. too. You too. Bye bye. All right. And well, uh, I, by the way, guys, I gotta say uh, an observation from earlier today. Nothing says I'll never be the badass I pretend to be like a mohawk on your motorcycle helmet. I just want to put that out there right now. Oh, I couldn't. From from an avid motorcyclist myself, being both a sport bike rider and a Harley rider, n nothing says. There's only one thing that's that's a bigger douche than that, and that's someone riding without a helmet. Yes. Yes. Or somebody with a big old set of swinging truck nuts. <laughs> I was actually on the phone with Trent the other day. I was I, I was going to get some food, I think. Uh, again, no body bug. Uh, and I saw the damnedest thing. It was an electric blue, like tran not not Trans Am, like a Camaro, electric yeah. blue Camaro, with a set of electric blue car nuts oh you gotta be kidding i thought truck nuts were douchey this was the ultimate it looks like they had neutered a smurf <laughs> slapped them on the car and there's nothing that says macho like smurf nuts on your car 
I saw an 18-wheeler. There's uh, the show title, Smurf Nuts on Your Car. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an 18-wheeler drive by. Uh, it was in front of me. had two separate sets of truck nuts. I didn't understand it. It was a gay couple in one car. That's, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm like, well, that's lovely. You know, it's – or he just wants to share the balls. Wouldn't that be life. painful, though, when they, like, hit together? Yes, I guess. I don't know. I just, that just, God, that sounds really uncomfortable. Thank you for I keeping just, it real. I'm just, I'm just thinking anytime, uh, any car or any truck, I should say, because this is the most, any truck that drives around with a pair of truck nuts, I'm just thinking of the pebbles that are being kicked up by the wheels. And yeah. just how just ridiculously uncomfortable and painful that's got to be for that poor truck, even though. How about know. just the stupidity of putting testicles on your vehicle? <laughs> Hey man, I grew I grew up in Wyoming. That's second nature. <laughs> okay, it's, it's like at a, at a certain at a certain age, you oh, know, there's, thing, there's things you're gonna do. You're gonna have sex with a sheep. Um, you're gonna your date a, you're you're gonna date a cousin, and then you're gonna put some nuts on your truck. Wow, you want guys want to know something that's funny in the uh, Twitter stream? Not that I mean, what you may have said was just funny, but of course I'm ignoring you because I'm reading. Um, <laughs> Ice Cream Truck, who I seem to be in love with this particular episode, uh, says motorcycle mohawks are almost as bad as those truck balls. So right now he's just in frustration because we already said it, but we hadn't heard us say it yet because of that mm. damn internet delay. Yes. <laughs> delay, whatever. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Trent invented truck nuts. I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, that was the <clears throat> that was the thing I was talking to Trent about too. I'm like, if we want to make millions. What we need to do is we need to make a temperature-sensitive fabric so that when it's cold outside, you know, mm-hmm. the truck nuts are drawn up to the truck. <laughs> and when the weather's hot, they're hanging low, right? Yep. Am I on to something here? Because you just know sense. we just put those in a few of those, like, flying J's. Yep, or, some effing J's. Yeah, put them in those and, like, some trucker magazines, run a few ads on the serious trucker channels, and we yep. will make bank. What about a penis front bumper? Now that's gay. Uh, yeah. That's, 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 that's as gay as it comes, sir. How, how dare you say something like that? I'm no man in it. Wyoming would ever be caught having his cock out like that. Oh, there are times when I just don't understand what happens on this show. And boy, that I'm was just, one of them. It's, it seems to me like it's viably speaking, it would work because first of all, you have a sensitive sensor in front of you. So that when you accident, when you're parking, and you accidentally hit the guy in front of you. The penis is the first thing to hit. Yep, and we all know what happens when, when something hits the penis. You know, we're like, hey, whoa. I just, oh. okay. I just got to say, man, it, I, I understand where you're coming from with the product idea, but like design wise, you're the equivalent of the HP touchpad guy. Okay. <laughs> you think it's a really good idea, but the market won't bear it. Okay. I'm just saying. So the, I, so, the, so truck balls are the iPad of the world. I guess so. <laughs> Another possible show title: truck bat, truck balls in the iPad of the world. Oh, that's great. Oh, I almost want to. That was such a good run. I almost want to end the show now. But we can. You we still have could. plenty well, of time. You're in the driver's seat. I am. Yeah. I am. I am in control. Finger on the button. I am the. Who is the guy in all white in the Matrix? Not a Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> The guy, the architect. When it comes to netheads, I am the architect. Architect. Whether we like it or not, because I can change whatever iteration it is and all that jazz. You're the Batman of Smodcast Internet Radio. Kevin Smith said so himself. 
his uh, all by himself. All by himself. Um, okay, let's. Let, oh Lord, no singing, never, <laughs> never singing on the show. That's that's Jason Muse's thing. So let's uh, let's knock some some quick things out. Some tick, some quick tech stuff. Yes. No, I don't want to talk about ticks. I don't have any. Don't worry about them. Lyme disease. It, it affects none of us. It's a very real thing. Um, somebody tell me about the PlayStation Orbis. Oh well, that's the. PlayStation 4 rumored name is uh, the Orbis. Obviously, it's more than likely just uh, the development stage name. Orbis. Um, just call it Truck Nuts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the PlayStation Truck Nuts. Um, the Orbis kind of makes sense as a name since they're PlayStation Vita. You know, Vita is Latin for uh, life, and Orbis is Latin for circle or or, or, or orbit, whichever one you want to go with. And um, the rumors are coming out saying that, you know, PlayStation 4, I mean, the Orbis, excuse me, um, could be, uh, discless. That's, that's the proper. Oh, reason. really? So only downloadable content. Then. Only downloadable content Ooh. is the idea. Um, a lot of people are arguing the fact that, well, no, because, uh, we're still in the download, we're still in the disc era, but considering that, uh, the Orbis won't even come out till 2014. Uh, that's we're assuming because uh, definitely not this year, and we'll probably see an uh, E3 um, reveal next sure. year. Mm. So um, 2014 or maybe late 2013. Probably. Well, yeah, because it really feels like the Vita is a is like a bridge product to try and get them from one point to the other, but while still trying to stimulate sales. So yes. yeah, I would expect that it, whatever the next generation PlayStation is going to be, it's, you're definitely not going to see it or hear about it this year. That yeah. would be my guess, just going off of marketing trends. Um, one of the one of the bigger things is that it will not play PS3 games or uh, anything prior. What? Yeah, that is now nah, that is sounds That's a travesty. That sounds like fear mongering because really, when it comes to gaming systems, that's gaming system suicide. It is. It really is. You, you just you shouldn't ever go down that route. So I hope it's not. But then again, look at the Nintendo group. They don't care. No, they, they don't have to. They're selling enough DSs that they don't need to care. Pretty much. It's like, ah, oh, the Wii's not working out so good. That's okay. We've got 45 different iterations of the DS coming out next year. And your kid wants it. Now. Exactly. Yes. My, my daughter, she does. She has the DS with the slightly larger screen. I don't remember, but it's like the DS XL, I XL, think. XL, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they did very well with the 3D one, though. No. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I, even though I, it's selling pretty well right now because they finally got some decent games out, it's not the better seller. No, I think they were. I think they were really concerned about it too because in major city streets, they actually had people out trying to demo it to people, trying oh, really? to get them. Yeah, because I well, because I at least know they did it in San Francisco, and I don't exactly see that as a cornerstone of the video gaming market. Now, I got to tell you guys, uh, as you know, I had a birthday recently, and my in-laws, in quite a surprising turn, this is the first time I've ever received this, I got a $50 store credit for GameStop. Oh, nice, dude. So, awesome. And, and I already got uh, Arkham City for my right. Xbox, which I've been... I got to tell you guys something. I think the scope of the game is a little too large for me. I hate Ar- to say this. Arkham City? Yeah. I hate to say this because... They tried to, in doing it, I, I think they, they took it to a, a natural evolution. With, mm-hmm. with Arkham Asylum, you were in this, this small locale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there weren't very many, what you might call side missions. There, you, you had your Riddler games and you had the main storyline to go through. 
Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of, uh, of adventure in there for venturing out. And for me, with Arkham City, it's, uh, I don't know if it's because, you know, like the navigation is, is, is better. It really is. But at the same time, the scope of the city and the surfaces you can grab on and everything are a little, for me, hard to comprehend and a little inconsistent. And you've got all of these side missions going on. So you're getting all of these different, like you're in that, in Arkham City, you've got the peripheral monitoring around you. So you're picking up other stuff and things you can go to. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. So you don't like the, you know, the, the Skyrim, um, illusion that it, that it gives you. I haven't played Skyrim, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, the in Skyrim, you, you can literally just get lost. Yeah. Yeah, even though even though Arkham City is not an open world game. I want to be very clear about this. This is right. You know, it's it's actually more just an expansion of Arkham Asylum, but you know, they've got you know, they've got Wayne Tech challenges you can do. They've yeah. got side missions. Like one of the things that I didn't pick up on because I was focused on the the challenge I was working on. You know, I was following the main storyline. And because of that, I missed a phone call from Zaz that I could have taken earlier that I I then would have had to like complete a race across the city in two minutes to try and save somebody. And by the time I got back out, that phone call was gone. So, you know, I thought maybe I could come back and answer the call again later. No, not there. So I don't know when that'll come up. So for me, it was a little overwhelming, but I am still enjoying the game. It's just, you know, the scope of it maybe is a little too grand for my old mind to comprehend. Stop well, it. You're not old, Will. But now I've got 50 bucks and I need to know what the hell else to get. Ah. Uh, well, well uh, I'm, I've always wondered, Will, do you like fighting games? No, I, I like to take a pacifist approach when I have my interactions <laughs> with games. <laughs> when I say that, I mean like, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, funny story. I, I, I loved the Street Fighter 2. I really uh-huh. did. You know, when they get overly complex, though, you know, when you've got to do, you know, X, Y, right triggers up, down, front and back. Sure. Bow to Mecca in order to do a power move. Right. You know, I get a little thrown. But I do enjoy fighting games. Uh Now, I had Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo okay. back in the day, which was a really good game. And funny story, my then uh girlfriend, who is now my wife, was playing uh Street Fighter 2 with me. No. Oh, and okay. up until that point I had been kicking the asses of all my friends because right. they were they were using actual fighting approaches and styles and trying to do their stuff. And you were mashing buttons. No, I wasn't. I was doing the same thing. I had just come up with oh. great counter moves and everything. My wife was mashing buttons. Kick your butt. Kick my ass. And I got <laughs> I got so mad I took my gaming system and went home. Wow. Oh, that is awesome. I know. Isn't that sad? It's it's something that upon reflection, again, honey, thank you for marrying me. <laughs> oh, that is Well, you awesome. know, it's funny because you can, um, with the newest uh, version of Street Fighter, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, um, you, the button mashing is completely gone from the series. You, If you really want to be, uh, if you really want to uh, be decent at the game, uh, button mashing is not the way to go. It's more technical now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've introduced a, a gem system, which allows you um, to have certain buffers for your character. Uh, so, like, uh, if you perform, if you get hit five times by a super, then your your um, say your defense is up a bit 
so it's a little you take less damage. Right. Or if you hit somebody with two specials, then your regeneration of your special power goes up a bit. It, it, it's interesting because you can pick and choose, and so now the matches, um, depending on the character that you like to play or whatnot, and depending on, on the opponent's character and what their buffs are, really uh, comes down to how you play. Uh, you know, thinking wise, as opposed to just pressing buttons it's it's, well, it's really interesting where it's evolved to let's put it this way i think one of the big ones for the wii was super smash brothers oh, yes i believe is, yeah which Still my wife game. which my wife got me upon a recommendation mm. i have to admit i never really fully connected with the game okay I don't, but you know, part of that is the weakness of the Wii system. Like, right. like I loved the SSX games. My least favorite one was the one that was on the Wii because they tried too hard to bring the motion cap into it with the, you know, the whole gyroscopic approach. Right. So if you wanted to perform tricks, you had to do, you know, like a joystick trigger and uh-huh. like the shape of a Z, drawing a right. Z. Annoying. Which is too inconsistent. I, I ma- mastered one trick basically the whole damn game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biggest failing. Oh, and there's a new one out. I need to get it. Anyway. Oh, I hear <clears> the new, the new version of SSX. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's SSX, the latest one that came out. I hear it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, and that's what I'm hoping for. Cause I think I may have answered my own question. I'm sorry, Trent, but what is the, what is the fighting game that obviously you were moving towards recommending? Um, well, like, I'm the type of person that likes to watch, um, cinematics in video games just as much as I like playing, just as far as, like, a good story goes, right? Which, which by the way, from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, major improvement in the animatics. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, continue. No, and, and, and it goes right along with that. Um, if you want to only spend half of your $50, uh, gift card, Go in and pick up a used copy of um, Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe. Because you get to play as Batman and you get to fight all these characters. Right. You get to play as whatever, you you know, any of these. And the story mode is really cool because it takes you through a logical story where it places you in situations where you just do, you know, a, a two-round fight. And then it plays out a long cinematic right into another fight. And it it's really, really fun. Awesome. And I, I, you know, in the other spectrum, uh, not a fighting game whatsoever. Um, there's a game out that has been completely overlooked. Um, and yet, honestly, it's, it's gotta be one of the more compelling versions of what you can call a game today. It's called Dear Esther. And it's, uh, uh I believe it's, I believe it's PC only right now. It's a PC only game that, uh, that you can, or I think you might be able to, uh, download it for PS3. I'm not sure. But I know it's on PC or and Mac as well. And Dear Esther is basically it asks you to do absolutely nothing except explore this island that you're on. And you don't shoot, you don't um you don't you don't there's no actions that you need to do. You just go wherever you feel like going and enjoying the scenery. And it and it reveals the story to you. By uh, narratives, every time if you enter a, a room, it, you know you hear these poems being spoken to you. And from everything that I've heard about the game and everything that I see, it is just this absolutely beautiful story being told to you as you experience the world around you and not be asked to to do anything. There's no objective whatsoever. Dude, are you high right now? Wait, wait, wait. Um, Wouldn't it be easier for him just to reread The Hobbit with the songs? I think so. <laughs> It's. I know it sounds weird, and you know, as a, it's basically a two-hour movie that you're playing. 
it's, that's what it boils down to. Dude, I don't think you understand my concept of movie watching. <laughs> Usually it's completely non-interactive. I sit there and wait for them to tell me the story. And that's kind of what you do here, except you, you're the one walking around and finding these things. You, and, it, and like I said, no action button, no nothing. You just move around and look and. I'll, uh, I think I'll just watch the Lord of the Rings again, man. <laughs> if it's about walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, I, I hear the story is so well written. And what was and the so title well- of it again? Dear Aster. Okay, there we go. So there's that one. Now, um, uh, somebody on Twitter, actually, I think they hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, and it might be the uh, new Lego Avengers that I might be going for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Possibly. Uh, I don't know if you saw me. Um, I'll actually post it again. Uh, I was, I was posting the, uh, the, um, the link of the picture to Ruth because, uh, she's huge Lego fan. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's, and there's the Harry Potter ones. I've still got a Lego Batman on my Wii that I, which is probably, a blast. I should really play some more. And I know, like, is it the Avengers one? We talked about it. One of the upcoming Lego games, they're going to have Batman, actual Lego dialogue, actual dialogue, not yeah. mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. It's Lego, <laughs> it's Lego Batman two. Um, that was my major, that was my audition tape I just played for the uh, Lego games. They didn't go for me. I don't know why. That's weird because it was spot on. <laughs> no, thank you. I know. It's right. Mm-hmm. We should just do an entire Lego version of uh, NetHeads. Of NetHeads. Of NetHeads. <laughs> I could actually really, I could easily do that just through a little, I could take an existing show, put it through an EQ processor. Sure, yeah. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's next week's show. That's next week's show. That's our Easter. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's a toss-up between that and uh, what was that other game we talked about that I'll probably get next? Oh, the SSX one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I hear it's fun as all hell. Like if you're if you've been a fan of all the series, it's it's made it so much more. It brought it back all the good parts about what SSX is. Oh, just... oh, inflatable captains share on thinking is real. Damn, there goes my money. Uh, but the no, all seriousness aside, SSX tri- Tricky was one of the funnest games. I because they didn't make it overly complex to do the power moves once you built your your trick meter up. So it was. It was a good kind of game where all levels could do it, unlike your Tony Hawk games where you feel like you have to snap the controller in half in order to master some of those moves. Am I wrong? Uh, No. No. Yeah, the Tony Hawk's game became ridiculous. I mean, I was watching my brother-in-law at the time playing one of the Tony Hawk games, and I couldn't tell whether he was trying to do the power moves or if he was having a seizure. (laughs) <laughs> really cuz he was just clamping up man it was frightening and then and then the series got ridiculous with the with the peripheral with the skateboard peripheral that it decided to come out that it decided to come out with yeah that, that didn't help at all yeah it, it tanked the series i'm hoping i that... can't tell you how many grandmothers broke their hips cuz of that damn thing <laughs> well hoping... not yeah not only that they they brought out the, the actual skateboard now that yeah. that you have to ride, and and I I remember I think it was Router Ninja was tweeting about what a pain in the ass to use that thing it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That was the proof I was talking about. That, that yeah. was fun at all. You just drag your foot across the uh, the carpet, and there's some sensor on the side that is supposed to make you think you're going for. I don't know. I'm like, really? Just I do not want to get up while I'm playing the game and <laughs> do a kickflip. 
Yeah, I know. Heaven forbid. I don't want to get off. That's the bad thing about them Batman games, man. I have no reason to get off the couch. <laughs> but, and, uh, and I always love it when my daughter says, Daddy, when are you going to be done? I'm like, it's next time I die, I'll quit. And then nobody's looking. I've died three more times. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. I can't get done. I'm never done as Batman. I'm never done. I am the bat. By the I'm way, the guys. goddamn Batman. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> or if you follow my as wife on Twitter, Batman. Um, my, you, you may have seen a little something that dropped in, uh, it was sent to me and I got to tell you guys, I'm in love with it. Uh, and so I just want to give a quick little shout out if I may, do, do you mind? No, no, I mentioned it earlier on the show, but, uh, I, I was sent the official Sir Smodcast internet radio Fez. Yes. And that is from the fine folks at fezorama.com. That's fez, F-E-Z, dash O, dash rama.com. Uh, these people make amazing and astounding fezes. And let me tell you something. Fezes are cool. Fezes There's no other cool. way to pull it. It's a fez. I wear a fez now. Fezes are cool. Uh, over lunch of pizza in the fall of 91, the seeds of Fezorama were planted. Originally conceived as a series of gifts for friends, many designs were drawn up and much laughter was had. Unfortunately, nothing much more came from it, but a series of sketches and a persistent idea stuck in the back of their heads. It wasn't until 96, when working on a birthday gift for a friend, that the problem of fabrication was solved. That's right. One might think that that would be enough to get the ball rolling, but it was another two years before the next breakthrough. In 98, the required elements needed for the next milestone seemed to fall into place. Embroidery machine, design inspiration, and copious amounts of free time. Now you can get amazing, fantastic handmade fezes. Just go to fez-orama.com. They are stellar. This thing is gorgeous. Handmade, I've never... Huh? I've never worn a fez before, and I love this fez. And you look good in it, Will. I do. I'm it's part, say it's, that right now. It, you it, look good. It's part of my pre-show routine. And actually, uh, because they sent that, you'll be hearing more about them later. I just wanted to give them a quick shout out, give you a little bit from their uh, from their website, because because I like it. And I want I want to give them a little something something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, help them help them out because they're yeah. They're, they're actually they're also one of the original sponsors. Of the uh, Smod Coast Morning Shows. See, so, there you go. So yeah, so you're gonna we're gonna hear a little more from them in the weeks to come as well. But I'd man, like that. that Sirs, I mean, I'm actually really excited because this is like the one of the majorly tangible things I have to show. It's like, hey, look, I was involved. <laughs> you can't take this away from me. Why are there lawyers here? You can take this away from me. Never mind. <laughs> well, guys, I don't know about you, but uh, I think we're done. We actually, it's shocking, we started on time. I know, right? And, and Relatively speaking. Yeah. Cause, you know, after us, if you're not subscribed to them, Soundbite Nation is next. But if you are subscribed to them and you put them in a custom playlist, they can still follow us. That would be fun if they did it like in real time too. Yeah. What do you mean? It'd be just fun. I don't, I don't know. I'm scared. What, I just want to go to sleep. What do you mean if they did it live right after us? I just want to go to sleep. You can't. We won't let you sleep, Trent. Just let me, just let me go back to bed. We still have five more episodes to record. People don't oh, realize no. we, we stage all of this. I know. And our interaction is, is just totally off the cuff. They don't even know. No, they don't. But we can't let them behind the curtain. Trent sounds like he wants to eat a gelfling. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, cause <laughs> dark crystal jokes never get old. Uh, you remind me of the babe. Uh, <laughs> the babe with the power. 
What, what power? power? The power of voodoo. 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 You do. Do oh. what? Remind me of the babe. And you said no sin. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah. That's right, folks. See, I'm telling you, everybody ends up singing. That's why half the books are singing. <laughs> uh. That's if you're a hobbit, though, not a Jim Henson creation. Yeah. Anyway. Says the man wearing a fez. I, Fezes I, are cool. They are. Right now, everybody that's a Doctor Who fan is like, yeah. Everyone else is like, what? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't get it. <laughs> the best part is if you're one of the people that has found my wife on the internet uh, via Twitter because she's like, do you know who this person is? They started following me. Do you know who this person is? They started following me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I recognize that name. No, I don't recognize. That's a stalker. You know, that's a. But yeah, she, that's, that's a stalker, a part of him, right? Yeah, yeah don't follow that's him, him back. That's why your wife stopped following me. I get it. Oh, she didn't stop following you. What are you talking about, you jackass? Uh, but when the surfaz came in, cause you know, they, they, uh, we reached out, they, you know, there was a communication. They told me how to measure it. And I'm like, this thing is going to be freaking huge. Uh, and sure enough, my wife, she pulled it out of the, she didn't believe it was going to fit me and she put it on her head. And I think when, when she tried it on without her glasses in the way, she looked like Buckethead from the reimagined <laughs> Guns N' Roses, really. And I literally sent the response, who decorated that KFC bucket? Because <laughs> it is, and it, it's the, it, guys, this thing's the size of a flower pot. That's what it takes to fit over my head. Well, my head's way bigger than yours, so I'm think, I'm scared about what's going to come. I'm, I'm assuming that it's just going to be a barrel. Is that true, though? I, I think you, I'm trying to think now, because... Uh, when we hooked up, did you guys mash your heads together? No, no. When we when we were at the, <laughs> we went to the Jay and Silent Bob show together on uh, on Halloween. Well, not together. It's not like you know I picked him up, gave him flowers, and all that crap. He and met us at the, the theater, patted me there. But I had the uh, I had the top hat, right mm-hmm. for the yeah, Willy did. Wonka costume. Now, did you try that on? No, I didn't because it was probably too small. That's what we should have done. You wouldn't let him touch it, Will. Because then we will we would have seen who truly has the bigger head. <laughs> I still I still think mine. I think we need to do okay. a measurement comparison. Right. Whip, whip it out, boys. Because naturally, that's what every guy does. They want to compare. Whip it out. Inches. We always want to compare our heads. What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with men? I don't know. I have no just, idea. Just it's a pecking order, so we know who's who's the one that's actually doing the docking. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Will. My name's Trent. Mine's America. You've been listening to another edition of NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. Lord, I hope so. Oh, and, oh, darn it. It's, oh, here it is. We, we have to have the thing for officially turning off the hit, hit show. Play. No, no, not play. No, Kill no. It. No, see, we're supposed to go like this now. Your sonic Cut the screen. Out. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. Hold on. So it's oh, like. Make it end. Shut up. <laughs> on Smodcast Internet Radio. It's Smodcast.com. This Wait, no, this isn't NetHead. See, I even screwed that up. It's supposed to be this one. Sorry. NetHead. Netheads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.